Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Friedoker, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernall Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. Friedoker is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. Well, we are joined during uh, the legislative session, as always, by the delightful and knowledgeable Amanda Ewing, our legislative lead here at OEA. Good morning, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. Hi, y'all. Well, it was a deadline week, and (laughs) things always get weird. Like, we have a lot. So weird. So weird. Everything, all the voting, all the midnight whatever. Um, Midnight, 1.30. I know. Dropping bills in. Everyone makes good choices at 1.30 a.m. Doesn't matter that they didn't go through committee. It's whatever. We don't need your rules. Um, Amanda. Tell us what is happening. First of all, I mean, start. tell us about 2701, the House Bill 2701 tax credits. What is the deal? All right. So you guys are going to be surprised because I'm normally all gloom and doom. But um, <laughs> we have a lot of good news. Today. Yes. Good, because last week was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'll try to do better. Um, so House Bill 2701 is technically dead. The bill did not receive a hearing before yesterday's deadline. Uh, and, you know, bill, House bills that haven't heard, been heard on the House floor, Senate bills that haven't been heard on the Senate floor mm-hmm. are all dead. Now, um, you guys know how this goes. Yeah. Uh, that language can be and, and is expected to be, frankly, uh, taken out of that bill and put in a new bill later on in session. So, yeah. unfortunately, we're not totally done with fighting the expansion of tax credit vouchers. But uh, for this week, at least, we are done with House Bill 2701. Man, bad ideas die hard. <laughs> <laughs> what well, well, You know educators we we just follow the rules right i know like (laughs) this is the rule and this is what we do oh my gosh but that's not what happens not for everybody but there was so there was more good news there were several several great bills that passed this week yes i'm i'm excited about uh these bills passing this week and and getting to advocate for them going forward you know we're still seeing uh senate bill 807 move that's the bill that um provides our support professionals with pay in a future pandemic or health emergency that shuts down schools like we saw last May. Yeah. You know, the law already protects uh, teachers in that scenario, but districts were in a bit of a bind trying to figure out how to, you know, how to right. not leave their support professionals right. uh, out. Yeah, and we've been working on that, uh, that concept since last May yes. when this issue first came up. Um, and, and with some coalition partners, we've, we've got some other folks beyond education that are like, why would they be excluded? Yeah. yeah. It's, I so, mean, they did, I mean, last year I thought there was a good, several good sort of stopgap measures, but it's cool to see this permanent protection come back around. Yep. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And it, it passed by a huge margin in the Senate. So I think that bodes really well for it in the House uh, when when it heads to committee over there now. Tell the truth. There's only one no vote. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh. I wasn't going to mention that. But yeah, uh, we have, you know, Senator Dom is often comfortable being that lone no vote on, on bills. And I, I don't always understand what his motivation is there. No, no mm-hmm. one is surprised. Yeah. So <laughs> what what else is good? Other good news. We saw House Bill 1569, which is uh, Representative Rosecrant's play-based learning bill, uh, pass out of the House this week. 
um, we have, you know, a ton of members and educators across the state who are really excited about, yes. you know, having in law that encouragement that districts really um, focus on play-based learning yes. for our younger kids. We also uh, saw, I'm really excited about this, and, and this is one bill that almost fell prey to the shenanigans you guys like to yeah. mention. <laughs> um, the House Bill 2693 is the reinstatement of the stipend, the $5,000 a year stipend for National Board Certified Teachers. So awesome. And um, there was a brief moment where it seemed like uh, charter school expansion was going to be added to this bill and maybe, <laughs> you know, really cause us a problem, but ultimately Man. that was taken out and a, and a great bill passed out of the house this week so you know that's going to be a big priority for us going forward is is uh, trying to pass 2693 out of the senate so so for folks who might not be familiar or alicia give us a picture of what is national board certification and why does that matter why does that matter to like just your average family that 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 that's something that we would want teachers to pursue well every teacher that i know of that has gone through national board has has raved about how it was the best professional development that they've ever done for their professional lives mm. for themselves mm -hmm. because they um, learned how to question their techniques, uh, look at their teaching uh, critically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and adjust yeah. based on those needs. And so they go through, you know, written uh, written stuff they go they video themselves critique themselves send in this huge packet that everybody yeah. calls their baby <laughs> and um and and you know and and then uh have some testing over it and so it's it's a it's a long time uh necessary process and they come out better teachers yeah. there's yeah. there's empirical evidence that they are better teachers because of it. And so And um, it's not free. It's it's not free. It's an expensive process. Yep. And you have to renew. Yeah. And so um and and you don't it's not just a I'm gonna pay money and renew. Right. You have to go through uh pieces of that process all over again. And so yeah. it's um it's an amazing thing to be an NBCT and they deserve compensation for what they've done. Yeah. And and this is a type of um, merit pay that is, you know, that shows it makes a difference. Yep. And and so it you know, we it's it's the right thing to do. Yes. It's a I I was I was surprised. I, I'm excited that this passed. I, I was surprised that it that it passed. Yeah, our our vice president, Catherine Bishop, uh has been working with uh, OEQA and the national board uh, state folks, yeah, um, which who are all teachers who are national board certified, and they've been lobbying this bill for this bill for like three years. Yes, and um, it's an OEA goal to get this reinstatement, and so uh, so I'm I'm excited that it is pushing forward. I I know that this has been like a long time coming. I think that's why I was just like, oh, it's finally. It's so exciting. Yeah. So, um, okay. So dead. the deadline was Thursday for stuff, as you mentioned. So now what are we looking at, Amanda? What is happening next? So we think that next week is going to be actually a pretty slow week um, at the Capitol. It's because spring break. Let's just. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody cool it. So I know that the, I believe the Senate has already said it's 
taken off uh, Thursday and then, you know, they're never in session or they're almost never in session on Fridays anyway. Yeah. So they'll only be in for three days next week. And I expect the house will do something similar, but um, right now we're waiting, you know, the house bills that pass the house head to the Senate and they need to be assigned to committees uh-huh. and those committee meetings need to happen. And and we haven't seen any house or Senate bills actually assigned to committee yet, which okay. makes me think that we probably will not have any committee meetings um, next week. So um, we're in a, in a bit of a holding pattern until we, you know, get those yeah. bills assigned to committees and know who we can start, you know, advocating uh, to for each of the bills. So you had mentioned, you know, several of these great bills that are that are coming through. What do we need to keep our eyes open for? Yeah, because we don't want to sit back and rest on our laurels too yeah. much. I don't even know where my laurels are. <laughs> But okay, well, so we can't here's rest a little bit them. of gloom and doom for you. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> Good. We know that, Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> we know that that awful bill, Senate Bill 634, uh, that is attacking education associations, OEA included, uh, and, and our ability to payroll deduct dues, is headed to the House. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we know what committee that bill will be assigned to, um, it will be so important that we all start communicating with those committee members. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, a new high stakes test passed out of the house. Good. Uh, we didn't have, week. we didn't, we needed some. Yeah. We, thank thank we had gotten rid of all the other ones because <laughs> you know, the data shows that it helped that it's everything. not good for kids, So, but let's put another one in. So talk about what's, what this one is. So House Bill 2030 um, adds as a requirement for high school graduation uh, that all students pass a citizenship test. Uh, so you'd be required, um, the school districts would have to give every year basically the, the United States naturalization test that we, you know, give to uh, immigrants trying to become citizens. Um, so that passed out of the House and will definitely uh hope to to advocate to the Senate Education Committee to to stop that one in its tracks. Um, uh, can I and then, you know, there's some real concerning things like uh, a lot of tax credits, actually or I'm sorry, tax uh, cuts. Um, tax cuts for corporations, personal income tax, and uh, I think the motor vehicle tax yeah, too. I saw that. Which was one that we only instituted in twenty seventeen to begin right, with. Right. Um so, you know, we're going to have to continue to protect the public education budget and, and oppose all of these measures that would, uh, you know, significantly decrease the amount of revenue the state has to spend on public schools. Do we not learn from history is what <laughs> I mean? OK, l- let's put those two together. OK, the naturalization test. Can <laughs> can I just interject on something yeah. bef- about that quickly? So my so. I can't remember if I've mentioned it on the show or not, but my husband just in November became a U.S. citizen, which was just a lot. I mean, he's had a green card and lived in the United States for 20 some years. And so it was a long time coming and very exciting. And he did have to pass. Yes, how exciting. Yes. He had to take the naturalization test. And so can I just say that it is um, it's 100 questions. They will select 10 from I'm just talking about this test format. Which I, which is, I think high stakes tests are dumb, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this particular test, I just think this is such a strange idea. There's a, it's a hundred questions, um, all of varying difficulty levels. Um, and there, the test itself is administered out loud. It's an oral exam and you have 10 questions and you have to get six right. So, so for my husband, he answered the, 
the first six questions right and then it's just done. Um, I, how, I, like, are we going to ask questions out loud <laughs> to high school seniors? Another part of the citizenship test is you have to read a sentence um, that they are testing your English abilities. You have to read a sentence and then you have to write a sentence. So are we also going to ask high school kids? I'm trying to remember what his sentence was. Gosh, I should have asked him, but it's like, it was something like, um, it's, you know, it's good to vote. Something like that. Are we going to ask high school kids to also <laughs> write a sentence like, I like voting <laughs> or read this sentence out loud or voting is the best. Will the, <laughs> will the bill author promise to administer an oral exam <laughs> to tens of thousands of high school seniors? Like I just, this, I, I, I get what they're, what he's getting at. And if they're dreamers, if they pass that, then can they, can they become can citizens? Can they become citizens? I just, like, I just, uh, to me, it's interesting that it's just a not really an understanding of what this test actually is. It's an out loud test. And it involves reading a simple sentence in English and writing a simple sentence in English. So I hope that we spend our state resources doing that. And after they passed bills that the state can declare federal laws unconstitutional. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking that some of our legislators might not be able to pass said <laughs> test because there is a there. definite separation of powers and that is part oh, Lordy. of what the test is oh, about. Oh my gosh. But I could yeah, could everyone name the three branches our, of government? I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Oh goodness. Our history teachers across Oklahoma and our civics and government teachers, you know, are are teaching this stuff. And right. if, if there are right. things that aren't being taught that the legislature thinks really should be taught, then, you know, by all means, let's add those to the standard. But right, yeah, right. this test just feels like really, you know, uh, missing the mark. We, we all have plenty of time to administer a, a test out loud. It's fine. Yeah. And yet, and yet history teachers do not agree on whether or not this was a good bill. And, I mean, but, but uh, representative Mickey Dollins is a yeah. history teacher and he so is Rose Krantz, right? so is Waldron. And they were like, no, thanks. Yeah. So, so that's, I just wanted to share my thoughts on that unsolicited. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to detract from the conversation. Amanda, can you take us back to <laughs> taxes? Tax. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. It was a big sign. No, Are you sure I, we're ready to go away I mean, from the naturalization I think, test? Because I, th I think we should wrap it up. Or I'm going to say more things. Okay. So we, so, so tax, tax cuts, these issues are coming up. How does this connect to education, Amanda? Explain why this matters to OEA. Well, we know that, you know, every dollar in tax revenue that the state of Oklahoma has, um, you know, we generally spend half of it on uh, public education as a whole, mm -hmm. and about a third of each dollar goes to pre-K to 12 mm -hmm. uh, public education, right? So um, so cutting taxes, you know, saying we're going to um, give $300 million back to Oklahoma corporations and no longer require them to pay those taxes is, you know, I mean, if you're looking at $300 million in lost revenue, then that means our public school, by, you know, simple math of getting about a third of all tax revenue, that's a $100 million cut mm -hmm. to our public school budget. So we really will have to um, be, you know, diligent about opposing these bills as they, as they move forward. So we had a teacher walkout. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's just thinking the same thing. Just a few thing. years ago. Right. Speaking of history. And, um, and, and we had that because over the 10 years prior, 
they had given away tax cuts to corporations and yeah. and wealthy Oklahomans and dug education into a hole of yeah. o- over a billion dollars yeah. in 10 years. So if we look at what Amanda just said, in 10 years, we're over a billion dollars in underfundedness just from that one tax cut. And that wasn't the only cut. And uh, I'm sorry. I don't yeah, I mean, and that's the case we're going to be making at the Capitol for sure is is saying, you know, we we know where we were before when we didn't have enough revenue for our public schools. And let's not go back down that road. And, and I honestly think that that's going to be compelling. Um, I, you know, I think that we, if, if everybody just, you know, keeps contacting their legislators and letting them know that we're not okay with that. Um, you know, I think by the end of session, those, those ideas are going to go by the wayside. I'm optimistic on that. And one other thing, just a reminder, there's something that I learned in, in the lead up to the walkout, um, making a uh, cutting taxes as a heck of a lot easier than passing taxes in Oklahoma and yep. then raising taxes. So Amanda, can you talk to us about that process in Oklahoma? It's, I mean, it's a very rigorous pro like it's hard to undo that. Yeah. Once you, once you cut. Right. It takes a simple majority vote to cut taxes, mm-hmm. cut any kind of tax revenue in Oklahoma, but it requires a, a super majority, a three quarters uh, vote in order to increase taxes. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's why we ended up in the, in the, you know, extreme walkout situation we were right. in right. because the legislature had, you know, had tried to pass budgets, increasing taxes and, and increasing funding to education. And they just couldn't get to that three quarters, you know, threshold. And so we had special sessions and we had failed budget after failed budget. And I mean, it took, you know, it really took the most extreme political action we've ever seen in the state of Oklahoma Mm -hmm. to, you know, make a tax increase. That's the only time we've seen taxes increase since the state question uh, that that put that supermajority requirement in place was passed. Well, good times. Good times. Okay, let's do the timeout right now, Joe. Is it is it three quarters or is it two thirds? Is it sixty? I think it's three quarters. You think it's yeah seventy five percent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. No, thank you. It was like six forty four, maybe six forty. Six forty. I wasn't initially super sure about that, so I didn't say the number, but now I am. It is six (laughs) forty. God, this is just do we want to talk about all the you know ways to know what's going on or have we already gone on okay. long enough i th- i think we're good i th- i mean there's just okay. there's so much crap this week it's yeah. cool. what, what was it is it three quarters, three quarters. okay okay right. okay i will re- i will then bring us home here at the end of this time all right when we time back in okay 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 to cut it okay Well, we have so much, so much going on. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time, and you know what? Enjoy your enjoy uh, your slow week next week, Amanda. And like, but be watching out for shenanigans <laughs> because you Always. know I, it's Always. like it's like I want there to be a slow week, and I'd like to, you know. Is it a trap? Yeah, but but that's what I always I'm, I'm worried about <laughs> for the other shoe to drop. Uh, well, I you know what I'm gonna have a optimistic outlook. Okay. So how rare is it for me to be the pessimist? Right. <laughs>
So Godspeed <laughs> next week, Amanda. Thank you. And I hope it is a, I hope it's a calm week for you and your team. Yes, me too. Thank you. We will, uh, I promise we will be watching closely to make sure that there is nothing unexpected happening, but, but yeah, if it, if it manages to be the slow week, we hope it will. Um, we will enjoy that, uh, while we have it. Well, this morning, we are so excited to um, have Sarah Dumas from the Oklahoma History Center joining us to talk about Women's History Month. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited that it's Friday and excited to get to talk to you. Yes. Well, um, Sarah is the director of education there at the museum, and we wanted to highlight uh, some resources that you guys have for Women's History Month. Can you give us a peek into uh, what educators across the state can take advantage from the museum? So for Women's History Month, we have a Women in Oklahoma trunk, uh, and a trunk is a big box of hands-on items that comes with a curriculum and typically has uh, trade books and multimedia that teachers are able to use in whatever form or fashion that they are interested in the classroom. Uh, We have some teachers who check them out and just use the items. We have some teachers who use trade books. Uh, It really just depends on what teachers are most interested in using from our trunk. So give us a peek at what is inside the Women's History Month trunk. I mean, there are so many cool stories. As not a native Oklahoman, I have have learned fascinating women (laughs) from from in the history of our state. Tell Tell us some things that you like some cool objects that you guys have. So there is a stuffed sheep in I would not uh, have guessed this, this. trunk. <laughs> and you would not think that there would be I a wouldn't. stuffed sheep in this trunk. I would not. Uh, but the reason that there is, is that Alice Mary Robertson, who's from Oklahoma and was the first woman elected to Congress from Oklahoma, uh-huh. uh, she was also America's first female postmaster of a Class A post office. What? Uh, and even though she did all of those great and wonderful things, her happiest time was being at home in Oklahoma raising her sheep. <laughs> this is uh, not where so, I thought that was going. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. What else? Yeah. I mean, I've, have, I've spoken to people in Congress before and I would, <laughs> I would think raising sheep might be more. <laughs> it would be, it would be more fun. It would yeah. be more relaxing. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, there is a Scrabble game, a retro Scrabble game in the box. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was the civil rights leader, Claire Looper's favorite game. And I did not that's know what that. She like to do is play Scrabble. I mean, she was an English teacher. It makes sense. I mean, she's mm-hmm. a word person. Yes, and you know, our former OEA president Roy Bishop uh, was a student of Claire Looper's. Oh yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, what are other things you guys have? Uh, so also in there, there is a cap and gown uh, that would have been like the one that Ada, Ada Lois Sipiel Fisher wore in 1952 yes. when she graduated from OU. Uh, there is a gavel in there so that students can feel like what it would have been to be uh, a judge. Uh, Oklahoman Juanita Stout Kidd was the first African-American female judge. In Pennsylvania, actually, huh. not in even in Oklahoma. So if teachers want to uh, check these things out or check things out, uh, other, I mean, because you don't just have women's history trunk, you've, you've got a multitude of others, right? 
Yes. So this is, those are some examples of the things that we have in our trunks. We also have e-exhibits, which are education exhibits. So those are free and on our website, they cover 20 plus different topics. They're written about a fifth grade level. They come with a glossary, activities, and can be printed out as a PDF, or they can be used uh, on a smart board or shared with your students over whatever platform uh, the teachers are using. Well, many platforms this year, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so many platforms. And all at the same time. Yes. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, We also have uh, some classes and programs that are going on that teachers might be interested in for Women's History Month. We are a Smithsonian affiliate, and so we've partnered with the Smithsonian to bring some virtual uh, women's history programs to anybody who's interested in them. Uh, They cover everything from women in space to women artists to all sorts of different topics about women in history. Very cool. Now, we understand that you guys are working on a a project right now related to our state standards. Can you give us a peek into what you guys are are doing uh, with that? Yeah. So our pandemic project was to uh, update our resources with the new state social studies standards. So what we've done on our website is from pre-K to high school, we have listed out every standard that the Historical Society, plus some other places that we partner, Uh uh, offer by standard. So a teacher can go on our website and click on 5.2 and find all the things that we offer about Tulsa Race Massacre or whatever topic that they're interested in. Can I just say this is the most productive pandemic project? Right. Like I was just thinking, what? Was, <laughs> Thank you. Like if I were to pick, like what's my pandemic project? It's mostly been snacking. So I feel like you guys have. I mean, that's amazing. Like what? A, like an easy resource for, for an educator of at, at any point in their career. You can just go in and find. That's super cool. Yeah. And so we're also working on math and science because when most people think of the History Center, they may not necessarily think of math and science standards, but we have quite a few that are addressed either in our exhibits through our education exhibits or field trips or classes and programs. So there's a multitude of things that we can help teachers with in not just the, in their history classes. And I don't know a teacher that, uh, doesn't like cross-curricular activities. I mean, if I can hit several different standards and, and pull in interests of all the different kids in one fell swoop, I mean, that's where it's at in education. So, so as we're, I mean, you guys have so many resources and that's why, I mean, we were so excited that you would come on and, and talk. How would our educators connect with you? Uh, if, if they're interested in, in checking out the History Center? So the best way to check out our resources is by going to our website, which is okhistory.org. And the second tab up at the top uh, says education. Not that I've talked through this maybe once or twice. <laughs> um, it says education. And then uh, the last picture on the second row says education resources. So if you click on that, everything we have is located there. The teacher resources that I spoke about earlier are up at the top. And then everything else we have is also listed by theme. 
So you can kind of, depending upon how you're looking at it, whether it be by content standard or if it's by theme, we have those listed out. And we like to try and provide as much information as possible. So, for example, the trunk, you can see a list of all the things that are in the trunk Mm -hmm. and be able to see some pictures of it as well. So before we let you go, we want to we want to ask you sort of a closing question. Why is this why is this important for our students? Why are these connections important for Oklahoma kids to make? So. Uh, I, whenever we first started talking about me coming on this podcast, I started to think about that because uh, I don't know that I've put into words before uh, why that is. And I think that it's because uh, many histories and accounts uh, in the past were mainly written by men mm-hmm. and women weren't necessarily focused on uh, in the past. And I believe that things like Women's History Month provides an opportunity for all of us to go back and reflect on the things that happened in the past and all the people who were involved Mm -hmm. and also provide students an opportunity to see themselves in the past and know what opportunities are out there in the world. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh, Sorry, just as an example, just as an example, uh, Joyce Jackson, who was the first African-American female journalist in Oklahoma, Uh uh, we are bringing back our podcast because we feel like she's got great stories to tell. So our first podcast episode of a very okay podcast (laughs) uh, will be uh, about her and coming out next week, I believe. Oh, man, I that's awesome. I'm uh, tuning in. I'm yes, tuning in. <laughs> and, and we should link that podcast yes, to I, uh, to things that we're doing as that's well. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah, for taking time to um, f- to visit with us today, and thank you for uh, your service to educators in our state. It's a, it's important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And if any teacher has any questions or needs help, if we don't know the answer to it, we probably will know someone who knows an answer to it. And we are more than happy to help or work on different projects that they may need as well. Awesome. Being part of Smithsonian has to help in that. In that <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's, it's a large, <laughs> Good large branch of of knowledge. Thank you so yeah. much for for being on the podcast and um, and we look forward to uh, to, to talking with you again sometime uh, about other other issues that uh, and things that you have going on at the History Center. Awesome! Thank you so much, and I hope everybody has a happy Friday. You too. And welcome to Alicia's Morning Announcements. Do, 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 do. All right. Uh, an exciting week this week. We have Read Across America winners. Yay. Um, and from Valiant High School, Bridget Krupp uh, did an amazing, it's so amazing good, amazing picture of Katniss. Uh, what was the theme from, it was from the hunger. It was the, the theme was zoom into a good book. Zoom into yeah. a good book. I and, couldn't remember. Yeah. And so there was a coloring contest with zoom. It was very cute, but yes. that, that best in show picture is amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you can go see all the winners. I mean, that's not the only winner. We've got winners in, in all the categories, but um, okea.org and, and it's Read Across America is one of the um, pull downs that you can click on and see all of the amazing artwork of, of students across the state. 
Um, it's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love the contest because it just kids get to showcase their different talents. Yes, and that's important. Um, creativity. Now I'm thinking about all of the things. <laughs> uh, and congratulations to another winner, uh, a teacher from Muskogee, Melody Cranford, was our first uh, uh, Landers Auto Group, OU Athletic Department, and OEA have this uh, contest. And um, it's the Oklahoma Classroom Heroes. Yes. And so someone, one of her students or colleagues nominated her. And That's so awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really amazing. We got to celebrate her at an OU basketball game. It was one of the Bedlam games. Yeah. Uh, did not go as I had uh, planned, but, you know, um, because OU lost oh. back to back. Well. To OSU, but. Stuff happens. <laughs> I digress. We're celebrating Melody right yeah, now, Alicia. That's right, that's right. We are celebrating Melody. So congratulations to Melody. And and um, there are more contests. So go to Oklahoma OKClassroomHeroes.com and, um, and nominate Every your, your deserving K-5 through five, uh, educator. K Pre-K. Pre-K through five. Pre-K through five. Five. Or, K or five. <laughs> yes. Um, and why is it not older? Because NCAA has rules on recruiting and things like that. And so yeah. it can't be high school because that, you know. Things uh, get weird. Things get weird. It's and, awkward. And we don't want awkward. Mm-hmm. We just want happiness and sunshine. <laughs> we have enough awkward. Yeah. So speaking of sunshine, next week is spring break. And uh, the good Lord. We, we're super excited about Maybe taking a small break. I know. I um. I am. Can I tell you? I'm so excited. Um. My we are. I'm taking my daughters to visit my parents for the first time since the pandemic. Everybody is vaccinated, and we are going to visit grandparents for the first time. That is awesome. I know they they are. They've made two requ- requests. They want to go to the beach and they want to go fishing and not touch the fish. That's all they want to do. We're going to do with my my parents down in South Texas. So I'm pretty. We're. I'm very excited to take a break and to be able to hug on grandparents yeah. for the first time in forever. Are you guys taking a break? We are taking a break actually this weekend because I'll come back for um, the first three days at least. In case any shenanigans happen across the street, yeah, let's let's not. But um, we are going to. We're all shotted up. We've yes. been double vaccinated, Yay. and Kenna had the COVID, so yep. Uh, yep. So she has the immunity for a little while, mm-hmm. and um, we are going to head down to um, to Pilot Point, Texas, which is in between Denton and Sherman. Okay, and go to that big tulip field. What? I tulips are my favorite flowers. I have not heard of this. Yeah. Well, it's a thing. I saw it on Facebook and did a little research. And so we're staying at a lodge on the lake down there. Oh, awesome. And because I also love the lake. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just going to be a relaxing weekend. Well, look, we're just, fried okra goes to Texas. Yes. and, And we get to see my husband's family. Yes. Who lives in Dallas? Um, they're gonna come, and we're gonna have a little brunch. Yes. So, uh, I I love the sense of freedom that having the vaccine yes. gives us. We'll still be wearing. Yeah. We'll still be wearing our yep. face masks. Us we'll too. still us be, too. Uh, you know, rubbing our hands raw with the alcohol germex stuff. Yes. Yes. Uh, but 
at least we can hug on our family members. Yes. I am I am looking forward to it immensely. And you know what? Everybody that listens, please also take a break. Yes. Even if it is like, um, as we were discussing earlier, just unclenching your jaw. Yes. <laughs> unclenching your jaw, breathing. Yes. Uh, and letting your shoulders down below your earlobes. Yes. That and, is. Uh, and you know what? And honestly, let's a uh, real talk. Educators, support staff, everybody, you know, we know that breaks aren't really breaks. You know, like right. just resist the urge to grade 24-7 or go back and wrap up projects or, you know, a lot of districts are transitioning back to full time. Like resist the urge. Just give yourself a break. Put on your oxygen mask and give yourself some time. One of my friends said the best thing uh, that's happened in a while she got to put on her email that she would be out of office, oh, yes. out of the classroom for the week. Yes. So she would not be responding to emails yes. next week. Take a break. Love that. Well, holy macaroni, spring break. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to say thank you uh, to Sarah Dumas from the Oklahoma History Center, to Amanda Ewing, who is our lead lobbyist here at OEA, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernall Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us on at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.